Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So before we get this podcast started, I wanted to go over with you guys Pattern Pack Ammo. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Pattern Pack Ammo, our sponsor for us. They you guys got to check them out, okay? Go to their website. Check it out. You can create your own customizable pack of ammo from any brand such as Heavy Shot, Migra, uh, Boss. Federal, Federal, Boss, anything you want. You can go build that, customize it, go to their website. You can check it out. And if you want 28 gauge, if you want 12 gauge, if you want 20 gauge, whatever you want, go pick those out. And then you can pick the size of shot to save you tons of time on patterning and getting that right shell that's right for your gun and for your choke. Trust me, genius idea. I wish I would have thought it myself. Go check their website out. And if you decide to go through with it, which I think you will, put in the code MVM and you'll get 10% off. Today's episode is a special episode. This is the 100th episode of this podcast. Kind of a little bit of a memorial spot, I would say. You know, I didn't know it would be this many. And we have a guest on today that just turned 100. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like it right now, the way I've been coughing forever. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Anyways, actually... Uh, Brother Teddy here looks uh, younger than what he is, and he gets around pretty good, too. I'd say he's almost keeping up with Travis at this point. No comment. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm kind of referring to pond, uh, a certain yeah. pond last year that your dad is... How old are you now? I'm 70. 70. And last year, he came out of there about the same pace Travis did last year, so or a couple of years ago, so I don't know. But... We're doing better this year, aren't we? Do you feel better this year? 
We talked yeah, about exercising. Yeah. Jeez, I, I hunted uh, Saturday with my uh, son and my daughter, and I was the bird dog. So I was at the end of the blind, and I did all the retrieves. And how did you feel? Well, compared the to next morning, prior. I was sore, but I was more tired than sore. Um, but I was a little sore, but not not bad. I mean, and we were in a good pond too. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't mucked up or. Had a nice solid bottom. wasn't very deep. So. I'm just saying. Do you feel better than? Oh yeah, no, than you year, have yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I was telling, uh, I was telling somebody that, and I'm definitely not huffing and puffing nowhere near as bad. Like it definitely paid off doing. No, I mean, I I even ran after a pintail that my daughter had knocked down. It mm-hmm. it wasn't going anywhere, and I, I actually shot it, so it wouldn't go anywhere again because um, it was you know head up. I didn't feel like chasing them across the pond, but I don't know. I probably. Quick walk, semi ran fifty yards, and I felt fine. Yeah, where did the year before <laughs> I thought I was having a yeah <laughs> oxygen deprivation uh, kill over. Yeah, so that's cool because we we talked about it. And now we're putting it in action that we feel a little bit a little bit better um, cardio, I guess. Wise, what did you say? I do, I do too. But uh, so on this, uh, so one hundred episodes. I don't want to skip over anything. I want to say a few things. We thank you guys for your support. That's um, a landmark to me. I think that's pretty cool. And it seemed like all of a sudden we were at 10 episodes and now we're at 100. So uh, it's we enjoyed doing them and we're glad that you guys follow along too. The downloads show it. And it's grown all the time, still grown. And so we thank you guys for that. Because uh, sometimes me and Travis have talked and said, I don't really know why... People want to listen to us, <laughs> but we're glad you do. And we hope that we're helping you guys. You know, that's really the main thing, you know, something good, clean to listen to, and that we just have lots of memories. We could we could do one of these every day and talk about a different story we've had over the years, just in ju- duck hunting, not including life. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But so we've been one. Uh, Teddy is Travis's dad. Um, you guys, if you do watch the channel, you've seen him in some of the videos and uh, we just want to kind of dive into your kind of how you got into it and how, you know, what your experiences have been, some of your stories, uh, stuff like that kind of stuff. And it don't have to be just with Travis or whatever. But I mean, we like I said, we, we were just looking at some pictures on the wall over here that you, you, you me and Talon made. We were almost to the point we didn't think we were going to get in and stuff. I don't know. Just wanted to kind of reminisce over some stuff like that. And what, I mean, what made you want to get into duck hunting? Because I know you hadn't done it until tra- later on, right? Right. Travis started out when he was a teenager. And I always wondered, why in the world would you get up early in the morning, go out in the freezing cold, wet, miserable, just to shoot stupid duck? <laughs> that that was my attitude. Literally. Yes. And Travis started going, and he said, uh, Dad, you want to go with me? So finally I decided to go with him, and I went with him as a non-shooter for, I don't know, a couple of years maybe. Really? Wow. Finally he said, Dad, if you're going to go, why don't you just bring your gun and shoot? So I decided to do that, and... I've been hooked ever since. Now I know why you get up early in the morning and you go out there and sit in a cold, wet, miserable to shoot. Not a lousy duck, but 
probably the most fun as far as hunting I've ever had. I did a lot of big game hunting prior to that, and you would go and sit, never see anything, go for years, maybe not shoot anything at all. But when you go duck hunting, there's always a possibility of shooting a duck. The possibility is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've enjoyed it. The, the camaraderie between my family, Travis, Talon, Colton, how's it all started, the, th- uh, the four of us for several years, and then uh, little by little, you know, the others came, you came in, Josh came in, uh, and now there's a whole group, and it's just that fellowship uh, with your family and friends, being out there enjoying God's creation, uh, there's nothing quite like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know I don't, I don't remember when you where you when you first started what year it was. Um, you probably look at your old license or something like that, duck stamps, and see. I I do remember that you did go one time with uh, Uncle Randy and then um, one of his friends and guy that we know a long time, Danny Posey. I think we went down on the uh, Merced River and we were looking for wood ducks. And I, I remember that specifically because um, I started duck hunting when I was nine. I was always and I was I liked it then, but you were a, kind of a stamp collector, and I remember you still had that that stamp, right? Um, and that that fascinated me. That stamp, I thought, was the coolest thing in the world. Artwork. I knew you've always been interested in artwork, um, wildlife artwork, like myself. <laughs> and um, I remember being captivated by that first duck stamp, and um, you know that was something I always remembered. And um, so yeah, but I don't remember specifically when you first started duck hunting, the first time you went or where we went. It had to be, um, you know, probably probably a Mendota refuge. I think it was Mendota, yeah. Because <coughs> as a kid, that's the only refuge I hunted as a kid. I mean, I hunted there forever and never switched refuges. There were refuges that were closer, um, but I never switched up. And then, um, yeah, but I, I do. I don't remember much of us killing birds at Mendota. I don't. I don't really remember that. My most epic memory was our first hunt at, and we won't say the refuge, um, just. Because it's kind of the refuge we go to, but the you know which refuge I'm talking about, right? And and it was our first time at this refuge, and um, yeah. Well, Travis, it was an experience. Explain to us just real quick to sure. put this in there. Someone someone had said something on the podcast. I think it was the YouTube side of it that they're a little frustrated why we're being so secretive. Explain to we to explain. For people like that listening, sure, that it's not just being some elitist. Yeah, I'm secretive. not trying to be secretive or anything like that. Explain but why, though. Basically, you know, I like I said, I hunted Mendota for years and years and years and years. I hunted the same pond for years and years and years and years. And um, I think as you, you know, and I didn't have anybody to go with me. I would go by myself. You know, I was learning on my own. I'd take, um, you know, young guys from the church I went to. That, hey, you want to go duck hunting? Yeah, I'll go with you. A lot of them didn't shoot. Some of them shot. And nobody ever really got hooked until a little bit later, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, within regards to you know, not saying what refuge we're at, it's just one of those things. You when you invest so much time and energy, and you find these hunting spots, you know how precious those are, mm-hmm. and how quickly they can be gone, you know, from being overcrowded, overran. And so I think it's just what I tell anybody, you know. And you appreciate it more, I think, when you learn on your own. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, go to this pond. Go to this spot. Yeah, you'll kill birds. Well, guess what? 
we tell you that, and and then your competition to where we're going. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be you know wrong or anything like that. Yeah, you know if somebody if somebody draws a good reservation at a refuge and nobody else knows going like, hey, yeah, you know maybe you should try this spot. I don't have a problem with that because if there's some places that are limited where you can draw, and pretty much if you look at the stats, you know what ponds exactly. are good. You know where to hunt. And so to me, it's just a, a thing of of you know with young hunters, new hunters, put your time in. You know, mm-hmm. do the work, and and to me, you'll get more of a satisfaction and reward mm-hmm. when that pays off for you. Scout, you know, do do the do the leg work. Um, this this is a, a sport where experiences help you grow. Um, they make you a better person, I think. And it's not, and we're not out there just to kill ducks. And I think that sometimes that's the mentality. You know, where can I go to kill ducks? And it's more to that to me. It's it's mm-hmm. like you know, there's 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 places that I know where there's birds at. They're not always there, but I know where there's birds at. And I've done the work, and through my years of scouting and, and that the time that I put in, I know where to go, mm-hmm. and that's not something that's something that I treasure, mm-hmm. and I'm not just going to give it away to anybody. Mm-hmm. Took years to piggyback onto what you're saying, though. To to answer the question that that someone commented is to add on to that at another level, us filming what we're doing. They're very close to when we hunt them. They could be within a week or two of when we hunted them last. And so we don't want to blow out these refuges for other people that are that go there all the time. Yeah. And say, Oh yeah, we're at this refuge and, and we then killed this. Hundred more people show Dude. up at that refuge and then the people that hunt there all the time and to put their time and effort in, they're, they're gonna hate our gone. guns. They've blown out. And then 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 <laughs> that gives us a bad a bad name, which is I don't wanna do. Exactly. And and the thing is, uh you said that person said it right. They said, I just don't get it. You don't get it. And that's, I'm not being rude or blunt to you. I'm just saying, yeah. you don't get it. You don't understand how many people are influenced by it, see it, go off of it. There's guys that watch our channel that don't even like us, that just use it to see where we're hunting because they can recognize a lot of places and to, so they can go there and do good. Yeah. Myself, this is me personally. I would help somebody from out of state mm-hmm. quicker than I would help. Help somebody that was in the state. Mm-hmm. Reason is, I know somebody from out of state. They're gonna, they're coming here. They're maybe looking for a specific mm-hmm. bird, maybe a cinnamon teal, you know, a pintail, things like that. I'm more willing to share knowledge with that individual because they're not going to be competition for me. In, in one weekend, they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I want them to have a, a positive experience. Just like if I go out of state, it's nice. You know, we've had people that have helped us. Like, hey, check this spot out. Well, because they know we're not going to burn that right. spot out. But and, here's a here's another thing to add on to that. I don't know if I'm peeking too much there. But here's another thing, Travis. I, we've helped so many people. You guys will never know that we. I've emailed, messaged Travis on his, all of us have helped. And I'm sorry to get sidetracked off uh, yeah, no, your that's dad cool. here. That's but fine. but yeah. real quick, to it, a lot of people ask that question all the time. And, and here's a direct answer. Is also um, guys have messaged me and said, hey, we got number two at, I don't know, just Sacramento Refuge or whatever. You know, I don't know. I I don't know everything about everywhere. No, I don't. And either. I'll just say, okay, hey, you know, what is it going to matter? They have it. Yeah. And I tell them, hey, you can look at the results of what it shot the week before there. Yeah, that's you a know, great indicator. You know what I'm saying? Or I could say, oh, I've hunted this and did okay. It, I mean, it doesn't even matter at that point. Like you said, yeah. it's very rare to get drawn a reservation. So that's why it's uh, it's sacred. Like, yeah. Are, I mean, just, just for a quick example, last weekend my daughter drew a, re- a reservation at. Refuge that I've hunted before, but That's never the had video a, that they said that on. Okay, because you weren't telling them where it was at. I never, I never had a. Okay, that this is what I'm talking. Last week, that was the weekend before. That mm-hmm. was opener. 
But um, I never hunted there, and you know we you've hunted it, other people hunted it, but I really didn't go off of that to choose the pond that I chose. I looked at the stats, what it started from the beginning of the refuge because they posted it up there, what everybody shot. I'm like, okay, this this looks like it's producing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, looked at the wind direction. You know, the birds typically come out of you know one direction from the refuge. And that's what I made my choice on, and we did we did great, you know. And, and you guys were saying, "Hey, why don't you choose this pond? Because we've shot great at that other pond too." But it worked out for us. I'm glad the choice I make. It was an easy, close walk, and, and we did really well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's, it's it's something that you know, if if people get upset that we don't specifically point it out, um, you know that's that's fine, I guess. You know, um, you know, I wouldn't ask somebody that killed a, a, a 40 inch mule deer consistently every year, like, hey. What, what can you what? show me on the topographical <laughs> map? Give me the top? latitude and longitude. Yeah, where you're shooting these no. bucks. You know what I'm saying? I, I no. wouldn't do it. And same thing with ducks. Um, you know, there's more ducks. Yeah, than deer. I think but honestly, still. I think most people understand it. I think it's just the yeah, newer people that don't understand that. They yeah, just, which is they, fine. they just don't you know. There's a whole gauntlet of it is. Yeah, meet all matter. types and everything. But getting back, um, yeah, my dad and I, you can kind of tell dad we went to this one refuge um, that we've hunted quite a bit. And it was it was an epic day. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you want to tell them about your your uh, experience with the uh, the insect life? We were. Oh yes, let's hear that. <laughs> That's a good story. Yes, let's hear it in detail. <laughs> we we had hunted in the morning. Things got kind of slow, so I decided I'd go over on this little uh, grassy area and lay down and take a nap. And we shot some. And this is this. I'm, I'm gonna kind of jump here. Before that, we we had never been to this refuge before. Um, I'd never shot a Drake pintail, and I'm like, I gotta shoot a Drake pintail. I've been hunting for 15 years, you know, by myself, and never kill a Drake pintail. As crazy as that sounds in California, and a, a good friend of ours told us like, hey, check this refuge out, and he didn't tell us specifically where to go. Once again, mm-hmm. but I got on Google Earth and looked at it. I'm like, okay, this looks like I'm where I want to go. This pond right here. Well, we got there. This pond was jam packed with people. And so, and we had, I don't even know if we had a reservation, but we kicked off on this little side pond. I mean, no, we didn't have a reservation. A little dinky pond. I mean, you wouldn't think nothing would happen there. And um, we had a, a Drake Mallard come in, and uh, we both pulled up at the same time, fired at the same time. And I'm like, I got it. He's like, I shot too. Well, I walk over there and pick it up, and it's the, it was one of the first birds we shot at that refuge, like the third bird, and it's a banded mallard. And oh, so, right. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> this is cool. And, um, yeah, so then we had hunted a little bit. It slowed down, and my dad decided to take a siesta. So I was laying there, and I felt something crawling on me, and Travis said, Dad, you're laying right in a bed of red ants. Mm. Red ants were all over me. They were <coughs> down in my waders. <laughs> oh. And it was it was warm. It was relatively it, warm. It was fairly warm. So I, I went out. I was trying to get them off. And they were biting me all over the place. And he swells up when he gets bit by red ants. Yes. Finally, I just went over and laid down, waders and all laid down flat in the pond (laughs) (laughs) to try to get rid of them, and they were still biting me. Hmm. (laughs) Was it early season? I hope it was. It was was early season. I think it was an opener, wasn't it? It was an opener. It was an opener. It was Uh, opening day, yeah. A lovely opener. Yeah, and then um, Talon was with us, and I don't know how old Talon was at the time. He was little. I mean, maybe five or six. Dad. No, and and we there was a a pond that we that we moved to, and um, I mean the wind was whipping. I I, the only one time I seen wind that bad, it was on that till hunt where Mm -hmm. me, you, and Thomas and 
Talon and Talon were out mm-hmm. there. But it was like, I mean, it looked like two-foot waves on this pond. Mm-hmm. And um, did you kill a Drake Pintail that day? I don't remember. No, I didn't kill a Drake Pintail that day. I killed one. And it was my right. first Drake Pintail. Right. And so, um, yeah, that that um, that was really cool. And that was the day I found another pond that has been, you know, kind of sacred to us as well mm-hmm. um, for for other other reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which we won't go into now. But um, yeah, that was that, that was basically one of my first memorial hunts with you, where I can specifically remember it. You know, I got I still got pictures of it of Talon out there, and that was the first time I really remember you hunting with me. Hmm. We had hunted before. Remember, we hunted at uh, Mendota on that day. It was so hot. The opener it was like 90, 95 degrees on opening day. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that one. That was when it was. Uh, you, myself, Josh Webster, and his dad, and his dad Dean, um, we went out there, and I think that Josh and I had went out there the Thursday before the opener. Was that it? I think so. Ooh, and I don't know if that's when I lost the keys. I don't remember. I've lost keys. I've lost all kinds of stuff. But anyways, we got out there, and this it was probably ninety plus out there, hot, miserable, pouring down sweat. Where and we had neoprene. Uh, stocking foot waders at the time. Mm, I remember this. Right. And it, we shot some birds. It was so hot that Josh's dad actually laid down in the pond to cool off. <laughs> and then on the way back, the mosquitoes were so bad. Mm. Back then, we didn't have carts. We were carrying the decoys on our backs. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I was carrying the decoys and trying to carry the decoys and swap mosquitoes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was miserable. Let me tell you. <laughs> I looked like I had the measles when I got back to the truck. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had some crazy experiences and and one we may have mentioned before too. Uh you're right cuz it was uh I do and I do remember another hunt now and it was myself, Josh and you and uh, we'd got out there and I think that was the time that I lost the keys. It was. We I had <laughs> lost the keys which I I, I get on to Talon all the time because Talon has a tendency to lose things. But I was the same way when I was younger. I've gotten better, lot much better. better. I would say I've, I've just improved better. by at least 90%. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyways, we get we get out there and we go through and some guy's like, yeah, we'll give you a ride out to the pond. And so we're like, okay. So I think we were riding in their back of their truck or something at first. And then we're like, I thought we were at the right place. And we weren't. And some other guys were driving by, and they had a, a camper on the back of their truck, and then he had one of those little cargo racks mm-hmm. that you could put stuff on. And I know I've told this story before, but um, they're like, yeah, we'll give you a ride. Hop on the back on this cargo thing. And we got our decoy strung on our back. It's me, my dad. I'm on the outside. I think you were maybe in the middle. Oh, was and the Josh middle. was on the outside. And the only thing we had to hang on to besides staying on this little cart thing was the little knobs that you open up the back of the camper with. And these guys took off, and I think they thought they were in the Oklahoma land rush. They were flying down the roads. I think the speed limit was like 15. They were probably going 45. Dust, bumping. I thought we were gone. At any moment, I knew one of us was going to fall off. We were locked arms. We're hanging on these knobs, and these jokers are jamming. And finally, I don't know if we were to the area or not, but we finally, I'm like, we were hollering at them. Stop. They didn't even hear us. They were just still driving. Finally, they stopped after about, I don't know how many miles we went, but it was crazy. And we got off and we hunted that day. And then my lovely wife brought us the keys. And I think she I still can't believe that she wanted to crucify me. And I don't blame her one bit. Um, 
I have an awesome wife, and most women would be like, we could walk home, and I wouldn't blame her because Mendota was like, I don't know, what, hour and a half from where we live? An hour and a half. Is it that long? I, I think. Man. It's pretty far. I know it's at least an hour. It's at least an hour. Yeah. And she drove out there, brought us the keys, and went back home. She wasn't happy. I don't blame her. And we're still married, which is a testament <laughs> to my good looks. Because <laughs> it ain't my, my charm. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, I, I do remember that hunt. And that was, that was something that will be etched in my mind until, you know, forever. <laughs> yes. So, yes. yeah, that, that was... I, I, my... Fingernail prints are probably still on the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, you guys always talk about that. How there was nothing really to like. There was no. nothing. There was literally the knobs that you open up. It's the like holding camper. on to a steel wall, right? Where there's you don't. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. you can. You yeah. can't even get a fingernail. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was like uh, you felt basically feel like you were on the edge of half dome and a little finger crack and oh you fell off. Goodness, you're you're gone. Goodness. That's how. I, that's how I've we had felt. that feeling before. That is not a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know that the end is near and. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, and you're thinking, okay, when I do fall off, how am I gonna roll? You right. know, like you're yeah. at that, you know, you're gonna fall <laughs> off. Like some way, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. That's not a good feeling. But um, yeah, we've had a lot of a lot of fun experiences. Um, what about that that picture? It's you, Tommy, and your dad out there with all those wigs and piled up on that dog stand or something. What? Yeah, you know, I don't remember. I, I, I do remember that that pond because we had this one pond that we found. Um, we had hunted the the front of the pond, and I kept noticing birds dropping back behind us. There was a, a huge row of tulies that's kind of separated this this pond. And um, I kept seeing birds drop back there. I'm like, we got to go back there. I think it was afternoon the first time that we went back there. Right. And um, it was, it was epic. I mean, the first time we hunted it, I mean – the widgeon just wanted that hole, and we called it the widgeon hole because they were just dropping there. We killed pintails. We killed blue wings. I killed that leucistic green wing out of there. Mm-hmm. But that day that we went out there, I don't remember who was with us. I remember the somebody had to take the picture, so somebody else was with us that took that That's picture. That's where you killed that leucistic green wing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. same, same pond. Yeah. 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 I don't know who took that picture, but somebody was with us. But we uh, killed like 30-something birds that day and like 15 widgeon, which is... Right. Not, I know it was me and you and Colton for sure, and Talon was there as well. But why was weren't, they weren't in the picture? Mm-mm. It was the picture I'm talking about. It was just Tom, was you, me, you, and Travis. Yeah, us oh, really? three. Mm-hmm. Huh. And somebody took that picture, and we had a, a whole. There was a dog stand, so we had to have Colton's dog Roxy with this, and we had a pile full of pretty much every kind of bird you could imagine, except for uh, mallards. But right. yeah, that that one year, what year was that? Two thousand twelve. Oh, was that long ago? Good gracious! Yes. That 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 pond produced pretty much the whole season for us, right? And um, yeah, we had some some great days out there. And that was probably one of our better duck seasons, I think, overall. I, I I've kept record for the most part over the last yeah since two thousand twelve. I think I started then, and that is the best season so far, as far as the number of ducks. Mm. Overall, mm-hmm. and the quality of birds, and I the would say too. Of birds, yeah, that we've shot, that we that we took. I'm trying to remember what the weather was like. Then was it was it? Just, it was overcast. It was cloudy. I remember in that picture. It was, it was cloudy. Well, no, overcast. I just remember that season. Oh. Was it more of a wet season, a cold season? It was more wet. It was just a wet season, wet and cold. Mm-hmm. We actually broke ice on that really? pond. Oh wow! One, one morning, yeah. Mm. But I remember specifically um, <laughs> that day. I shot that leucistic. We were out there. My dad. I think you were right next to me. Yes. I'm sitting there, and um, we'd hunted, and we shot a lot of birds. 
and I'm looking straight towards the back of this pond because the, the pond didn't have a lot of tulies in it, really. It was pretty much a sheet mm-hmm. water pond, mm-hmm. except right that one area. And looking back, I seen this bird coming, and it was probably about four foot off the water. And me, I'm thinking, that's a shorebird. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was whitish color, and it's coming straight at me, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, that's a teal. I'm like, no, that's a shorebird. And this bird banks, and I just scream. I mean, albino. <laughs> Boom, I shoot. I miss. I don't even know if you even shot. I thought it was a shorebird at first. It, it looked like a duck flying, and I thought, no, that can't be a duck because it's white. Uh-huh. And it... It banked uh, from it, left it, to right. I, because I, I could have shot at it, uh-huh. but I didn't think it was a duck. Mm. Yeah. And then Travis... Scream. I shot and met, yeah, I screamed albino. Albino, and then I don't I think I scared him when I screamed so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I shot, I missed, and the thing was like you know, a fast tiller. Mm-hmm. It was jamming. I mean, I tailpiped it, and any further I would have missed it. And um we had Colton's dog Roxy with us, and I beat the dog to the bird. And um I didn't want that that bird in the dog's mouth Not and chilly. I picked it up and I I knew I had shot something I'd probably never shoot again. It was right. a, a leucistic can green wing green, green wing. Mm-hmm. And um I've never seen a bird like that again. And you got in an person. Incredi- incredible mount on that bird too. Eugene. Yeah, my my buddy Eugene Strixa from Wildfowl Unlimited Taxidermy. If you haven't seen his stuff, go to his Facebook page or he has a uh, Wildfowl uh, dot us. I think or yeah us. Um, and check out his work. Phenomenal taxidermist. Um, just bad at the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, nice guy too. Yeah, he mounted that bird for me, and did a great job. And um. I've never seen another bird like that until about two weeks ago. I told you that. Yeah. You were we out both there seen too. Him. Yeah, yeah, we, we both seen them. So we were, and I was like, what? But you confirmed <laughs> it was a mallard. Yeah. And I was like, what is Me and Harrison were like, what is that? Yeah, it was crazy. We were sitting there and um, I kept like, hearing that's this. That's a duck. We seen. Like, we kept hearing this. That was an albino. Yeah, we kept hearing this duck quack. I mean, yeah. a bird quack. So, so I kept been looking in that direct direction because I'm thinking, Taylor, like, this thing's going to pop out at any time. But it wasn't that bird that was quack. It was another oh, bird. Okay. So I was looking that direction. And all of a sudden, I seen this bird jump, and I've always had great eyesight, like you talked mm-hmm. about, for for distances up close. My my vision's going, but far away, I can see great. As soon as the bird jumped, I seen that it was pure white, and I'm thinking, what's pure white? What's a pure white duck? Aflac, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it jumped, and it it kind of went straight away, and then it broke back, kind of towards you and mm-hmm. Harrison. Mm-hmm. And I got on the call because I'm like, if we can turn this bird. I told Taylor, and she was sitting right next to me. She's like, I don't care how high this bird is. I'm taking a shot at this <laughs> joker. Um, but he took off and went across towards you guys, kind of. And I seen it. I mean, it was white as a snow goose. Right. And it was a mallard because I seen him when he jumped. I knew what a mallard looks like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a huge aflag duck. It didn't fly slow. It flew like a mallard. Mm-hmm. I've seen photos of him. That thing was pure white. Wow. Pure white. I mean, white as you can get. It wasn't leucistic. It wasn't a blonde mallard. It was a white mallard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but that was um, cool to see. Yeah, that's my, the first time I ever seen like something like that. So. Yeah, but my dad, he's 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 carried decoys on his back. He's trudged through. Oh, I've trudged through some stuff. Some some bad some bad bad juju ponds. <laughs> right. Yeah, but going back to that, he's always followed me to every pond. I've I mean, we've set up on ponds. I'm like, hey, let's move to this pond. You know, and. <laughs> Usually it's the Let me ask him this. dad dragging kids. We I'm dragging get, my dad. We got to get him telling the truth of all the the stories here. Travis is trying to fill in for you so you can't tell the truth here. <laughs> I, I followed Travis through stuff. I thought, what in the world is this kid doing? I mean, he's got to be insane. 
through tulies over our heads. I mean, we've walked for hundreds of yards through tulies and just walking through tulies. Have you ever been frustrated? I have been very frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I was trying to go with this. Yeah, I've seen the look before, you know. Have you? Oh, yeah. And we get out there, and I thought, you know what? We're going to have to walk back. Yeah, we got to come back to this. Right. And Travis is notorious for moving. Mm-hmm. He'll move do- decoys three or four times during a setup. There's and, a reason. And uh, I, I've wondered why sometimes there's not a bird in the sky and he's about there moving decoys. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we've moved. He'll see a mallard drop in 150 yards away, one mallard. Dad, we need to move. That's where the birds want to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But overall, it's, it's uh, more times than not, he's been right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking about moving the decoys, I'll give an example. Last weekend, we were hunting, and these birds, that kept coming short. You know what I'm saying? They, they, would, they would stop short, and they would, they would bank and go away. And we we shot quite a few birds, and I'm like, I need to move the decoys. And of course, Talon, you know, he's like, you don't need to move the decoys. We only need five more birds, or it's funny because if more I, birds, it's funny because if I'm not there, or if I'm there, he don't say that because I'm already yelling at you. But if I'm not there, then he's yelling at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually I took the birds and I moved them back about 50 yards from where I was at. Mm-hmm. It made all the difference in the world. The birds instead of short changing us. They were coming to where we were at, and then they were banking, mm-hmm. and we and we got birds. So I think sometimes just a little change can make a, a big oh, difference, yeah. you know? And I think I used to always flip out about that too, but it's like now I do the same thing because it does matter. If someone's like, oh, no, no, that's not why. I'm like, dude, there's a reason. There's a reason they're there's not coming all the way to me. There's a reason why they're not coming all the way. Right. Or yeah. Yeah. There's a reason they're going this way and when I want them to go this way. Yeah, like, when, when, they, when they lock their wings and they're coming, and then all of a sudden they break that lock something's and they right. veer, something's not right. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. But I'm thinking decoys first because I'm hiding. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed every time I've got to hunt with my dad. And um, it, it's been it's been fun. It's something we've shared together. And, um, you know, have memories, photos that, uh, you know, that'll last my lifetime. And got them with my kids, it'll last their lifetime. Right. The other day I told... Travis, I was watching uh, freelance duck hunting, and Elliot mentioned that his dad was 77 years old. And I told Travis, I hope when I'm 77, I can still be out there mm. doing that. And he said, you better be. <laughs> so, you, know, you don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. We'll pull you out on the sled. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a big sled. I got the uh, extra large sled now, so you can just sit in that thing, and we'll just right, drag you out yeah, there. Yeah. And that that's great. Uh I want to do this as, as long as I'm able mm-hmm. because it's a blast. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things, not not to just get all deep about it, but it, it, it we say this all the time. We want to kill birds. That's why we go out there. But it's not what – if you just walked straight out there, shot seven birds in a row, and left, there, it'd be like, that was kind of empty and hollow. Yeah. It's not that. It's the it's the journey and the tough times that actually make the great stories. I know we say this all the time. You guys probably get tired of hearing it, but it's like someone falling in the water or somebody moving the decoys ten times. That's the stuff that you talk more about than man. I just shot that 
five all Drake limit right there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Right. There's right. very few. There's the some birds bird, are the cherry on top. Yeah, I mean, but there's there's birds that I remember specifically shooting yeah. that yeah, bird. Yeah. But I also remember who I was with and you know what, what happened where we day. were at and what was going on. Yeah. In that situation mm-hmm. and um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dad, he's, we we went on junior hunts. Um, you've been on junior hunts, right, with Colton, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, we're chasing birds across the pond. You know, uh, <laughs> we've taken other people that haven't went back again. And I remember one specifically, my dad was there, and he was behind a guy, and he's like, shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> and the birds are right there. It was a junior hunt. My dad couldn't shoot, and the birds were right there, and, like, he wouldn't shoot or miss them, and, and so my dad got to experience what I what I <laughs> I I've, the frustration yeah. you know uh-huh. of like the birds are right there how can you mess up right yeah but um yeah <laughs> so yeah. stuff like that's been a blast right Travis has got frustrated with me because as I got older my reaction time is not as good as it used to be mm-hmm. Dad the bird was right in your face right in your face why come you didn't shoot I didn't see it. You didn't shit to see that bird. How, you see <laughs> How do you not see? You know, that? I, I'm not. I'm not frustrated at him. I mean, he's mistaken. I'm not frustrated at him. I'm frustrated that there was an opportunity there that that he wasn't able able to capitalize on it mm-hmm. for his enjoyment. Not because I'm mad because he didn't get the bird. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, oh, you could have got him. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, yeah, that right. opportunity. You know, I mean, he didn't see it in time or whatever. You know, and so, and I'm bad about it. You've hunted with me, Tyus. I'm. I'm. You know, birds are are quarter mile away and i'm like they're coming they're coming my dad's heard they're coming so many times and, oh my goodness you know they don't always materialize but um sometimes it, it does work and so i i try to try to get him ready before you know they even show up so so he's got the the most yeah, the, the best opportunity to get a shot the last time i went on he told me there was a bird coming so i was ready i saw the bird coming and i missed <laughs> and Travis shot it. <laughs> he let you know. Yeah. Remember that hunt? That I think it was a couple years ago. It was me, you, and Talon, where we waited till like the lat, like two fifty five, right? And the blind comes out, and we're just racing in there. It was howling wind, and uh, we ended up doing okay for only hunting for two hours. Right? Yeah, that was a windy dog right there. Yeah, it was. And that you was- dropped that. Um, that mallard. Oh, actually, let me go back several years ago. I think this is five years ago. Remember, we were in the local uh, local area and we shot all those till me, you, and right, Talon again. Right, yeah. And then I sh- we shot those cinnamon. That whole group of cinnamon go by, and I was the only one that knocked one down. It was a huge group too. Did you even get a shot off in that? I don't remember, but I remember the, the I remember the hunt. It's all yeah. cinnamons. Yeah. That was a fun. That was a fun day. Right. Yeah. And that. Uh, so you know he's. You know, you're not my dad. You're not. You're not a relative. You're nothing. But he has been uh, one of my best friends' dads for years, and I, I feel like family with you, right? And because we've went to church all our lives together uh, since I was a kid. I mean, they've obviously been longer, and so it's not your typical. I was just a, a friend or an acquaintance. It's a lot deeper than that. No, you it's, know? it's 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 family. It's family. Yeah, it really right. is. It is. It's family with no blood associated yet. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, literally. And so it's like, I treasure, honestly, I treasure those moments about as much as you can not being related. You know, you're a son. You Obviously, I can't be yeah. at that level. 
just like you know when me and my dad's elk hunts and stuff like that i treasure those moments but like these duck hunts going with your dad mm -hmm. it's like man i get i'm glad i got that on video i'm glad i yeah, got to right. have that memory i'm glad you know i got to be there and do that it's just it, I, it's like no matter who you're with you feel that way you know yeah. you're just like man that that was uh me and colton this last weekend went hunted we haven't really hunted together in a long time. Mm -hmm. We used to hunt together a lot when he was younger, and then he got older and yeah. just school, college, other friends, stuff like that. <clears throat> and I and we were just I really enjoyed that time, you know. Yeah. Like it's good memories you just always have. That's why I was so sick when I thought I lost all that, <laughs> that footage. And what's cool too, I mean, like with you know what I'm saying, like with you, like you know what I'm saying, when you were younger, I took you hunting. Mm -hmm. But then it's been reciprocated back because Talon, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I yeah, I take Talon all the time. But there was times when you were able to go, I wasn't able to go, and you took Talon. Mm. You know, so you've got to, so you've got to with my dad, me, and Talon. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like three generations. I'm sure someday when when Talon has kids, you're probably gonna hunt with his kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's really cool to me. I don't know, it is to be able to share that that experiences with with good friends that are like family, mm -hmm. and um, you know, just to be able to share what we've shared as far as you know. Not only you know duck hunting, but just in life, mm -hmm. you know. And, and well, dude, the thing is, faced. <clears throat> talking about the journey, that makes the story better, right? We've went through some really hard times together. Yeah, we've went through deaths together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we've went through good times. We've went through job losses. We've went through emotional, just, just physical issues. Like, however it is. So we've went through so many things together. Yeah, that's why, like you said. Where it's not just friends that are like family. It's it is family. It's family. Right? Yeah. Because you're bearing it, man. You're bearing yeah. each other's loads. You're going under stuff together, because it it hurts you just as bad. And you, like you said, there's no blood there. Yeah. So, and that's what's cool. And that what's that's what brings you in that deeper level of friendship. Yeah. You know. And so that's what makes the good times even plus better. our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. We're brothers and sisters yeah. in the Lord. Yeah. So it is family. It truly is yeah, actual it's, family, it's family. You know. Yeah. On the spiritual side of it, so. So, kind of something off to topic, a little bit of duck hunting, but how long have you been teaching adult Sunday school? I ask you that all the time, and I always forget. Uh, let's see. I'm 70 years old. I started teaching when I was 28. Wow. So, that's 40, 42. 42 years. Man. I've taught the adult Sunday school class. That's some... For, for a time, it was just men, and then... Oh, Really? Just the men's adult Sunday school class, and then for several years now, it's been the mixed class. You've had to see some serious changes in forty-two years. I have. I've I've seen, uh, I've seen some young men grow up to be awesome ministers. You for one, and some of the others. Uh, I've seen some disappointments along the way with young men that had potential that didn't follow through. I've seen family members who really had a dedicated life, who no longer lived that life. And then I've seen others come to the Lord uh, in those years. And uh, it's all the years and uh, it's been worth it. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hope I've been a help to people in those years. Uh, I've tried to be. I've tried to, to go by the Lord's leading in what I teach. And 
God, it's, I, I, I'm blessed. I, I'm just truly blessed. Mm. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way we are too, to have someone like you. Obviously, until I was in, in the adult class, you know, then that's when you were my teacher. But a lot of wisdom there from your dad, you know, and and consistency and faithfulness. And that's the stuff that sticks out to my mind because you've been teaching class longer than I've been alive. And to see that dedication, and that's the thing is, people think that Christians can't have fun. Christians can't have a good time because we don't go do this. We don't go do that. We don't party. We don't drink. We don't do none of that stuff. I want to tell you something. I can say I feel like I've had more fun in my life than anyone ever should deserve to have. And that's never been involved. Yeah, neither. My, my life's been a blast. I mean, the only thing, the only thing I... The only thing I miss is, you know, myself teaching Sunday school for the mm-hmm. past, I don't know how many it's been. It's so been a while. Too, yeah. Eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to hear my dad teach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we attend the same church. And so that's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I miss that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. But, you know, just to, just to hear his wisdom. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I really appreciate my dad. I appreciate the the life that he's led. Um. Has my dad lived a perfect life? No. Mm-hmm. But he's lived a consistent life. Mm-hmm. And there's something to say for consistency. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't changed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, there's nothing that I can you know, specifically put a finger on. It's like, hey, my dad messed up here. You know, and, and that's a challenge to me as a person to raise my family. You know, um, one thing he's always said is like, I think it was him. He says, I don't want to be the weak link in the chain. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, a chain's only as strong as its weakest link. Right. And so that's something that I, I want to pass on to Talon, and, you know, hopefully he'll pass on to his family. Don't be the weak link in the chain, you know. Stay strong. Stay stay true to what, what you know is the truth. Mm-hmm. Don't veer from it. But, um, yeah, I've been blessed to have, have my dad as my dad. You know, I, mm-hmm. wouldn't, I wouldn't trade him for anybody else, you know. Mm-hmm. I've never looked at somebody else like, with Emmy, like, hey, I wish he was my dad instead of the dad that I have. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I mean, we have a, a bond and a, and a and a friendship, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I growing up, my dad and I were close, but we weren't friends per se. I mean, real close friends, and uh, I, in my mind as a teenager, I s- told myself if I ever have a son, I want my son to be my friend. Mm-hmm. And I can truly say that Travis is my best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate Travis because he's taught me some things in life. Uh, a situation happened when his firstborn came into the world with a, a disability. And I questioned, in fact, I even questioned God, why? And Travis said, Dad, God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's always stuck with me. God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. There's a plan for everything. And when you look at the big picture, you just have to say we serve an awesome God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, <coughs> we've never talked about that on podcasts or in videos mm-hmm. or anything, but talk about what uh, Trent and kind of what he's referring to, just that situation. Yeah, so um, I was, <coughs> I believe, 26. You're, if you're okay with that. Yeah, no. And my wife, I think, was 21 or 20. 
I'm, I'm horrible with dates. Tamara, please forgive me. But our firstborn Trent, um, you know, she was expecting. Um, I'd gotten through hygiene school, and we were uh, moved to Las Vegas. Just her and I. She was expecting, and um, we came home for the weekend, and she went into labor. And um, our firstborn Trent was born, and when he was born, he was really purple, and I was like, I thought he looked like my father-in-law <laughs> Richard. You know, saying just a lot, tons of hair, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, they did you, you guys know, know yet? No, no, you didn't know until no, he was huh? Born. No, huh? And um, mm-hmm. so they 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 immediately they they took him out. I mean, they took him out immediately, and um, it was just my wife and I in there, and this lady walked in. I'd never seen her before, never seen her since. And she goes, your son has downs. And she goes, he has a large hole in his heart. And he's probably not going to make it. That's, that's, just, that's the just, first word she said to that's us. That's it. That's what she said. Wow. I mean, that, that straight up, that just that, no, like, hey, sit down here. I need to tell you something. You know, this is going on. Just like that. Wow. She, and, and, you know, we're like shocked. And then, like, she wasn't there very long. And everything became a blur. Mm-hmm. She left. Um, and so then I'm trying to get the story straight. But, you know, like, I don't even think my wife really comprehended what Down syndrome was at the time. Or, or it was such a shock. You know what I'm saying? Right, we didn't right. expect our firstborn, she's young, I'm young, that our first child would have Down syndrome and that he would have a large hole in his heart, you know? So um, I remember a bunch of people from, I think, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember going out and I, I remember sitting on the curb out there and I prayed. I didn't, you, you don't have a child that suffers, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And I was like, God, if 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 he, you know if he he's not gonna live a, a healthy life, I would rather you take him now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want you know what I'm saying I don't want him to suffer. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a bunch of and then they were gonna rush him to uh, Modesto Hospital. We were at Turlock and Emanuel, and about I don't know 50, 60 people from our church came in. And at first they wouldn't even let me see him. They wouldn't let me see him or anything. Trent. And then also they're like everybody could come in, and I, and I honestly they thought they thought he wasn't going to make it. They were going to take him to Modesto. They wouldn't let me ride in the ambulance. You know, Tamara just had him; in, she's in the hospital. And I remember all these people from our church came in, and they all prayed, and they left, and and they took him to Modesto. And then Tamara and I went up there, and I walked in, and I'm I'm like, "How's he doing?" You know, I asked the doctor. I go, "How's he doing?" He goes, "He's like he's doing good," and I'm like. Can we see him? He's like, yeah. I go, well, well, how's his heart? I go, they told me he had a large hole in his heart and he probably wasn't going to make it. And he says, there's no there's no hole in his heart. His heart's perfectly fine. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, and I knew immediately right then that God had a hand in it and that God had healed him. Mm-hmm. And I knew, and that's, I, I knew God doesn't make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Bible says that we're created in his image and he knew us before we were even born. Before we were conceived in our mother's womb, he knew who we were. I believe everybody has a, a specific plan and a purpose for their life. And I knew that God had a purpose and a plan for Trent's life. Um, and he's been a blessing and oh, yeah. he's healthy. Um, right. he, he doesn't want to go duck hunting. He's a little too healthy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably somebody, but um, I ask him all the time. I go, Trent, you want to go hunting? He goes, no, no, thank, no, thank you. No, no thank you. Um, one you time guys got to know Trent. Yeah. We, we took him out to the pond one time and I, I left something out you there. You did? Yeah, no, yeah. I took him out yeah, there. We, I didn't know that. And we were in the parking lot or something. And I'm like, Trent, you want to go out there? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. It, it, ever since then, every time I ask him if he goes hunting, he goes, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he does not want to awesome. go duck hunting. How old is Trent now? 22? 21. 21? Yep. 
Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, Trent's, we don't think nothing, no one that's around Trent that's been around since he's been born thinks anything different. Yeah. Just Trent. Like, yeah, he, he likes to eat. He likes you to get everything for him so he don't have to. Yeah, he likes to sing. He's, 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 he's throwing the neighbor's singing. nuts. Yeah. Singing really loud. Swinging in the, in the, swinging. Yeah. In the chair. Every, well, I've been working from home lately, and um, where our, our bedrooms that I can look out and see the porch swing. And this thing is designed just to sit on it and, you know, and gently rock. <laughs> he's literally got this thing going to the max. I've already placed the bolts once. He's worked through them. The swing broke, fell down. He was on it. And I'm thinking, at any moment, that thing's going to break, and he's going to go flying across the yard. Um, you know, in this porch swing, and I tell him, Trent, quit swinging so high. And um, he'll stop for a little bit, but it's not 10, 20 minutes. He's out there swinging as high as he can possibly swing. And it's weird. He doesn't get dizzy. I have a, a desk chair, and he'll sit in that thing and spin literally, if I let him for hours, mm. just spinning as fast as he can go in that thing. And he gets up and walks Walks away like nothing. Doesn't get dizzy. I don't know how he does it. So weird. Yeah, it's just crazy. But he he's been a blessing to our lives. Um, you know, I sometimes I, it's it's gotten easier over time, but it's hard. Like I'm saying, it's like okay, he's never gonna go duck hunt with me. He's never gonna shoot a duck or whatever. But um, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's other things that I do with him, and we have mm-hmm. fun. And um, he's my buddy. And um, but yeah. I mean, he's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. and um, He's been a blessing to all of us. All of us. Yeah. You better believe it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Thanks for coming out. Good to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. You'll have to come on again yeah. soon. I'm sure we'll do some hunt reviews where we've hunted together for right. this season. So you guys stay tuned. Guys, thank you so much for your support again. Keep downloading the episodes. We'll keep them rolling out. Um, I know this one was a day late. Um, usually do Monday and Thursday, so this one will release on, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday, and we got a bunch more coming out, we got big plans coming up, cannot wait to uh, share them with you guys on the YouTube channel, uh, Mid Valley Mercenaries, and then the hunt reviews on the podcast, so stay tuned guys, we got lots coming up, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>